Asian community, and welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck Are the Popcorn Bags, uh, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you our expectations, and then go watch it while we eat some snacks and get moderately high. I am the one and only Mantis Toboggan, and Brianna is a tired male person today. And I'm the tired male person, which would be an occupation, not like the gender. But I'm ready to watch a movie about my life, a.k.a. just being a dramatic Asian. And today, we'll be watching Golden Globe winner Minari. Minari is written and directed by Lee Isaac Chung and stars Steven Yoon, Harry Han, and Alan Kim as the nugget himself. <laughs> Before we get into the movie of the night, however, Brianna and I are going to talk about our expectations and discuss some things we learned about it, of course, while lazily scanning the internet. Hello, party people! <laughs> Please remember to listen to the end of the show where we talk about the Golden Globes once again, but this time it's after it happened. Thank you, goodbye! Appreciate it, Marjo! Did you let Marjo watch the Golden Globes last night? He watched through the peephole. Tidbits! <laughs> Titties. Minari, Brianna, translated from Korean, means water dropwort or Chinese celery. So I've got a feeling that they might grow some Minari. I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, it makes sense if he's a, is he's a farmer. Uh, the movie, of course, premiered at Sundance in 2020. It won both the U.S. Dramatic and Grand Jury Prize and the U.S. Dramatic Audience Award. So it is a highly touted film. Lee Isaac Chung wrote the screenplay for Minari in 2018, shortly before taking an instructor position at the Asia campus of the University of Utah in Ichion. Wait, that's, think, like, just, hold on. That's, that's interesting that the University of Utah has an Asia campus. Maybe it's for Asian Mormons. Ooh, I didn't know there was Asian Mormons. I'm ignorant. I am too ignorant. I gotta, I gotta look into this I don't, I might have just made that up and just projected fake news out into the world, but, I mean, there's gotta be. Uh, so, like I said, Brianna, he wrote it in the summer of 2018, right before he took that job. The reason he took the job is because he was actually considering retiring from filmmaking. He's been a filmmaker for about 15 years, and he just wasn't fulfilled to the point where he thought he could uh, keep doing it his whole life. Uh. He said, recalling this period, that he figured that he might as well give it one more shot, and he needed to make it very personal and throw his everything into it. Just throw his life into it and, and really make it with a lot of emotion and feeling. And obviously it fucking worked because I've heard this thing is crazy good. Like I mentioned earlier, it won a Golden Globe last night for Best Foreign Film, which I'm assuming it will repeat at the Oscars for the same category. Chung <laughs> drew from his own... <laughs> I was trying to think, because his, his name's like... I like his name, Lee Isaac Chung. I feel like he really thought about it. In my notes, it says Chung. But I, I, I want to call him Lee Isaac. I like that better. So Lee Isaac drew from his own childhood growing up on a farm in Arkansas. He was born in Colorado. And then his family moved to Arkansas where his father actually started a, a farm. Where I'm assuming they grew Minari. He said that Willa Cather, who was a Pulitzer Prize winner, she wrote about the Plains. He said that she was a real big inspiration to him. And also Dostoevsky, who wrote Crime and Punishment. Obviously he That's writes a job. lot about the human experience and things like that. So that's where he, he drew most of his inspiration from. And I, I think that's really cool. You want to hear my titty? Oh yeah. What is your titty? Your titty, my titty. You're going to love my titty. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Filming? How long do you think it lasted? I know how long it lasted. Were you shocked when you found out it was only 25 days? Or were you like, oh, this is a lot. Or this is not a lot. I didn't think that was too short of a time only because it's like a small production. If this thing is completely shot on just one farm, like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's if there's no other, like, places that they shot and it's just all shot where it was in, in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, an interview with the Los Angeles Times, though, Lee Isaac spoke about the challenges of drawing on his own family experiences. He said that it was very difficult in the sense that he knew his parents were private people and he didn't even tell them that he was making the film about it until it was in the editing room and after he had shot it because he was so scared of what they would say. And that's a fucking 47-year-old man talking about his probably like 70-year-old parents and he was still like, I don't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. Um, so, so in, in 2019... Plan B Entertainment signed on as producers of the film and later brought it to A24 to distribute it. In July 2019, Stephen Yoon... Yeah. Uh, yeah, July 2019, <laughs> Stephen Yoon uh, joined the crew, and as did Han Yi Ri, Yoon Yu Jung, Will Patton, and Scott Hayes. So I'm assuming those are white guys in the in from Arkansas in the movie. You know what I mean? That that either are good good white guys or bad white guys. I'm assuming we're going to see both kinds of white guys in this movie. There's going to be like the kind of white guys that are like, hey, don't be curry in here. And then there's going to be the kind of white guys that are like, hey, it's okay to be a curry in here. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Principal photography took place in Tulsa, Oklahoma in July 2019, as Brianna stated, for 25 days. In order to make a deadline for Sundance, editor edited the film as production took place. That's bananas, Brianna. That's fucking crazy. That's the real stuff. That's commitment. He edited that shit while they were fucking making it. That's bonkers. The editor, Harry Yoon, deserves all the credit in the entire world for that shit. At the time of recording, it has a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb based on 9,447 reviews. It has a 98% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes based on 222 reviews. and has a 92% audience score based on less than 250 reviews. It also has an 88% on Metacritic and a 92% of Google users like this movie, Brianna. Oh, okay. Big deal. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot. 98% critic score doesn't impress me. If I'm be- The Rotten Tomato scores do not impress me. Like, I, 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 I still abide by them. I'm a big Rotten Tomatoes guy. But as, I've, as we've done 33 or whatever, how many movies we've watched at this point for the podcast, the Rotten Tomato scores impress me less and less each time. 98% critic score. That's like, that's okay, cool. 92% audience score, though. That's something. Oh, really? Yeah, well, you know. You know. Eh, maybe. Brad, let me ask you a question. Are you excited for this movie, and do you think that you will cry? I think, uh, I don't want to sound like a tough guy, but I don't think I'll cry. I think I'll come close to crying, but I don't think the tears will flow. Especially since it's like I'm not even near that time of the month. Like it's not even like I'll get like one of those hormonal, emotional ones. Um, I think you might cry though. Not like sob, but like cry, just like a regular cry. If I'm high watching this movie, there's, I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough not to cry. If it's good, I mean, you know, it, I think it'll be good. I don't like uh, to be. I just want this to be clear though. Brianna didn't want to watch this fucking thing for the longest time. It's like pulling teeth, and as it's gotten closer and closer to the point where we're actually going to watch it though i will give you credit that you've you've dropped the shtick that you're you're like no i'm never gonna watch that 
I told you I almost watched it without you last week. I know, I would have been pissed. That doesn't even make any sense. I do what I want. No! <laughs> no, you, you do not. Okay. Uh, I don't have any more titties. Do you have any more titties? I have one. Oh, I have like one and a half titties. Let me hear it. Steven Yoon, he wears his own little red hat that he, in the movie. That's his own personal hat that his mommy gave him. I think you can see it in the trailer. Oh, okay. I like that. And then I read that my guy, Lee Isaac Chung, I think everybody knows this by now, but he didn't want to make the film in Korean because he thought people wouldn't want to see it, which is like, honestly, as an American, yeah, I could understand that. But then he got shafted, so shafted by the Hollywood foreign press, like did him dirty. And they only put him in the foreign film category. At least it got a win last night, though, in the foreign film category. And we'll watch it right now and let you know if it's well-deserved, okay? Brianna, why don't you uh, give me the synopsis while I pack my bong here? You know what? I actually don't have a synopsis because all the synopsises I could find were either too long or too short. But it's about a family in the 70s that grow up, you know, farming in Arkansas. The end. Let's leave it at that. Pack your bongs. Get those rigs going. Grab your soup. We're doing soup now, too. Grab your bongs and grab your soup. That's my thing. Ew. Yeah, grab your soup, everybody. In three, two, one. That's the sound of soup. <laughs> We're back from watching Brad Pitt's Minari, a story of water and heart murmurs. Brianna, how'd you feel about Minari? Brianna would just like to apologize for the fucking tornado that's going on outside of her uh, house right now. Yeah, it's windy as shit out right now. But honestly, you know, I like the representation that Minari has brought, but other than that, it was kind of a snoozer. Now, let me ask you a question. Were you just bored by the content and the subject matter, and did you find it to be a good movie regardless of that? I thought it was a good movie. I thought that there was some funny parts. There was some sad parts. And I really liked the scenery. But other than that, like, it just... The movie itself wasn't award-winning to me. I really enjoyed it. Brianna and I have different tastes in movies. Uh, when <laughs> I really not, like bad movies, so... Yeah, not, not in, like, general. We find a lot of m- movies uh, to be enjoyable in the same realm of things. But but there's certain outstretches. I definitely like independent films uh, more than Brianna, especially if they uh, fall into a quote-unquote snoozer category. It was, it was not... Um, I mean, I, I can't say it wasn't exciting. The end was crazy. It was a good movie. I thought it was the most heartfelt movie I've seen all year. It was definitely the lightest movie I've seen all year up until a certain point. Uh, but but there's no there's no crazy um, darkness in this. It's really enjoyable. I thought it was beautifully shot. Not as beautiful as Nomadland. But it's definitely, I think that it's definitely good enough to get nominated for a regular Golden Globe. Like if it got, if it won, Lucy. if it won four in film, it should have been nominated for a regular Golden Globe. Because it's better than at least one of the other movies that they nominated. And I think it's going to be one of the ten that gets nominated for an Oscar. You don't think so? Honestly, I really like. I liked Nomadland, despite giving it a forty out of fifty popcorn bags. I really liked Nomadland, and then I was kind of comparing Nomadland to this, and it was funnier than Nomadland, but it was just like there wasn't there wasn't really a lot of dialogue, like. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying attention hard enough, but... 
I mean, it's a good movie. I wasn't I'm not ex- saying it's a bad movie. I wasn't expecting the humor. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't see. I didn't know that it was gonna be as funny as it was. It was really funny. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's. Yeah, you giggled the entire time. Oh, I thought it was so. It was so light. It was so lighthearted and funny. And oh my god, let's talk about Alan Kim. Okay, we just have to. I just want to get this out of the way. Okay, you pedo. Alan Kim, leave me alone. Alan Kim, who plays the little boy, is just <laughs> the fucking cutest thing in the entire world. He reminds me of me as a little boy. That's probably why I think he's so cute because I'm very narcissistic. And I just, he was great. He was super funny. The fact that he can speak like fluent Korean and English is just impressive for, I'm assuming, what is he, like six? I think it was just the way he was raised, but okay. Yeah, but like a six-year-old is smarter than me. Like, I don't know. If you can speak two languages, you're smarter than me. That's just, I just, that's what I, like people who come over here and speak broken English, I think they're smarter than me because they can speak more English than I can in their language. That's kind of like, that's how I think. But uh, that's here in North I think anyone that can speak English that isn't their first language is already impressive. English is the weirdest fucking language, so. (laughs) Anybody that can settle themselves in another country that's not their home country and learn another language and then make a living and a life. And that's pretty much what this movie is about. I have some issues because it really doesn't like wrap anything up. It It's a neat little story about this man's life. I, I don't know how much was actually taken from his life because there's points in this thing that sound like it was just, you know, made for the story. But most of it sounds like it could have been realistic. Um, Steven Yoon plays a master penis checker, Brianna. Penis and vagina checker. Oop, penis, penis. For the, the chickens. That's penis. Oop, that's penis. He just like looks at chicken penises and then he, he's like, oh. Penis, throws it in a bucket. But he's not even looking at chicken penises. It's a higher skill to be able to look at the baby chicks. Oh, yeah, it's chicks. He's looking at chick chick penises and chick vaginas. He's looking at little baby chick parts. And they're even, like, they're impressed, too. They're like, wow, he really can spot a penis. (laughs) I liked that part of the movie. I liked that he... It's not a full story. Like, I, I, I don't know how to... It's... It, it's not like wrapped up in a neat little bow at the end of the movie. You, you might be a little frustrated by this at the end uh, when you watch it. Rural Oklahoma is beautiful, though. It's WAP City. It's a gorgeous movie. It was well shot. It's well written. I like movies like this, though, because it provides a glimpse into a life that I never had. And that's one with both a mom and a dad. And uh, being poor, I get, though. But having the mom and the dad, I, I, I don't get. So it's just it's interesting to watch movies that display families like this honestly though we're like were they poor you know what you're kind of right they really weren't like poor he bought 55 acres of land like they always had like a lot of food on the table and i know like a lot of it is korean food so you know that they do they do a lot with a little but still like i don't think they were poor just because they live in a double wide trailer but like they're living on like a huge farm Anyway, that's just, um, I just like to nitpick, you know that. No, that's fine. There, we're we're going to get a little nitpicky in the in the favorite parts, least favorite parts, because there were certain things in this movie that, like I said, did not get wrapped up. And there were certain things that along the way that happened where you went, okay, I see that this is happening. I understand why this is happening, but I would appreciate it if you uh, gave me some kind of payoff for it. Um, once again, I will get into it in the spoiler zone. I thought the acting was really good. Steven Yoon did a good job. Not Oscar-worthy, but really good. It was a really good movie. It doesn't have to be Oscar-worthy, I guess, at the end of the day to be a really good movie. But it's still really enjoyable. Mostly subtitles, so if you don't like subtitles, I guess this isn't for you. 
but there's a decent amount of English in it as in it as well. So it's maybe like sixty forty subtitles. The story itself. I liked the story. It was just missing a little something. Oh, I feel like you're trying to. Tra- you're feel. I feel like you're trying to trap me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was missing a little something. I really liked it, but but as I as I talk myself in a circle here, I realize that I I liked it a little less than I did. I would have appreciated something. Oh, see. Yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed it though, but I there's like just missing. There were a lot of a lot of great setup. Not a lot of great payoff. I think that's where I'm going to keep it at outside the spoiler zone. How many popcorn bags are you giving it, Brianna? I'm probably going to give it a... Oh, I hope I don't get struck by lightning. 37 out of 50 popcorn Jesus bags. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. What are you... You made ice over there? No one cried, by the way. I didn't cry. Brianna didn't cry. There were... There was a moment where I almost cried, but I didn't. Ooh, I want to know what moment that is as soon as we uh, get into the spoiler zone. I'm going to give it a 44 out of 50 popcorn bags. (laughs) It was beautifully put together, and you should go see it. I'm absolutely recommending it for everyone. Everyone should go see this movie. I'm recommending it too, but I wouldn't... I would suggest waiting for it to just come out on like some sort of streaming platform i wouldn't pay for it Mm, yeah don't pay for it i'm super baked by the way uh don't pay for it don't go to the don't 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 go brave the plague for it but do go see it do go see it when it yeah when it's on when it's once it like comes out on like i don't know prime yeah if it comes out on prime comes out on hulu definitely see it it's one of those ones you're gonna want to see but don't pay for it you ready for it Spoiler zone! <laughs> Brianna, favorite parts, least favorite parts. Oh yeah, wait, no, I want first I want to hear your, uh, what part almost made you cry. Well, now that we're in the spoiler zone, I can reveal it. The part where, uh, I think the kids are at church for the first time and they're meeting, like, their hillbilly brethrens in the... <laughs> The little boy, little Alan Kim meets like a really, like you're a little nervous at first that the kid's going to be like mean to them, but then like everything turns out fine. But then the girl, the daughter meets this white bitch and uh, she starts calling her like, you know, the the racist names and she thinks she's being funny. I got a little emotional there because I was like, oh man, I had a little bit of a flashback oh. to like my younger years, but I didn't cry. I was like, you know what? That white devil's gonna get what she asked for eventually. That 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 <laughs> that that's actually a perfect um, that's actually a perfect story because that leads me into my first favorite part, which is the little sister. She first of all, she handled that moment really well. Uh, in the in the mm-hmm. story itself, the girl goes. Okay, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna say words, and then you stop me once I say something in your language. And she just starts going like, "Ching, chong, bing, bong, gu, go, kum, ku, ka." And then she says like, "So mo" or something like that. And the little girl says, "Oh, yeah, that's that's a word in my language. It means whatever." And she's like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And like, that's how she handled the situation. She's also a rock. She's a fucking rock in this movie. First of all, being an older sibling is like something in in itself and then her parents worked in a factory most of the day and then the grandmother ended up having a stroke so she's essentially in charge of the little brother she is uh not white in arkansas so she's got that to deal with 
and now she's gonna like it's just like a whole like she just i can't imagine in real life what that little sister must have meant to him if he's like the little boy in the movie brianna if lee isaac is the little boy in the movie and his little sister is his older sister is real like i can't imagine what she must have meant to him she was like the rock of the whole movie i I, she didn't have any dialogue pretty much but i don't know i really felt like she she did a lot for the story she was the glue that helped the family stay together would you think of spaghetti freddy you know spaghetti freddy I understand his role in the movie between the farming and the potential prayer that might have helped young, uh, what's his face? What's the little kid's name? David. David, that's his Mm -hmm. name? So yeah, I understand uh, Spaghetti Freddy's role in the the farming and the prayer that might have helped David's heart hole close a little bit. But there was just, like, he was a little too ominous for me, and I kept thinking that he was going to be some sort of, like, creep. Yeah, you keep thinking that he's going to end up either screwing over Steven Yoon or doing something weird or just, like, being an asshole. By the way, no asshole white people in this movie. Everyone was really nice to the Yees, as they were called in the movie. The Yee family. Everyone was really kind to them. They went to church, and everyone was like, Yeah, Yeah, they were. There was, like... There were some people that were a little uncomfortable at first, but they they eventually, like, approached it okay. And, like, you know, they had their own way of being like, what are, what's wrong with you guys? And then they were like, oh, like, you guys are cool. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite, my favorite line in the movie that uh, I think I'll always remember is the, <laughs> the little kid. The little kid is, like, he's, like, freaked out by the grandma. And the mom's like, come here. Like, come say hi. And he's like, Grandma smells like Korea. (laughs) (laughs) And I find that funny because Brianna said that her parents told her that she smelled like something different when she came here, when she was a baby. I smelled like Korea. smelled like Korea. Which her parents now consider soy sauce. Is that what you said? Okay, it's not soy sauce, you racist. You said soy sauce. I didn't say soy sauce. You said soy. I didn't say soy sauce. I said soy, and you didn't pay attention as usual. Well, soy. Tomato, potato. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) My last favorite part, Brianna, was when the, the, the moment when Steven Yoon and Yeri Han have the conversation in the back of the korean food store where they decide that they're going to split up i thought it was very powerful and the only reason that it was my favorite part was because of how long they held on the characters faces without them speaking i thought that was that was really emotional for me i didn't um tear up but i uh i did feel a little something in the in the downstairs region and i will say what 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 (laughs) (laughs) i will say that i was confused because once again that wasn't wrapped up in a little bow did they did they get divorced did they not get divorced i mean i kind of know they didn't get divorced because then at the end of the movie they brought back that stick why'd they bring back the stick i don't know what's up with korean people and like rocks they're always carrying around like rocks i don't get that um i don't think they were getting divorced but they were gonna be like separated and she was like i'm fucking going back to california you bitch and he was like well i'm staying here with my vegetables and eggplants (laughs) well okay so here's the thing people if you haven't watched the movie i didn't understand the stick at all i didn't so at the beginning of the movie this man comes uh to steven yoon's house and he's like listen i got a 
I got like a, a wishing hole stick. And like, I'll find your watering hole with my stick. And he's like, no, no, I don't need your stick, American man. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, okay, I'll use the stick. And I'm like, what? I really, I didn't understand the stick at all. They moved to Arkansas from Seattle in California because they lived, they lived there for a while. The, um, the kids are Americanized, like they're American children. So they have lived there their entire lives, which means the family's at least been there for 10 years. And so they moved to Arkansas and the wife's like, this isn't a city. I don't want to live here. And then he's like, all right, well, we're living here anyway, and I'm going to start a farm. And then he starts a farm, and then he he finds water in a hole. And then the, the hole dries up, and then he starts using water from the town. But they never talk about that ever again. They never talk about the town water ever again. And then the crops grow, and then he tries to sell the crops. And then the guy who was going to buy the crops is like, no, I don't want them. And then he's like, okay, fuck. And then, the, and then he ends up selling them to another Korean grocery store. But the barn that he had with all the vegetables in it burns down because the grandma was burning pallets in the backyard after she had a stroke for some reason. Like, they didn't... S- she was burning the trash. But, like, they, the, the mom told her not to do chores. And she, she just started burning trash in the middle of the night. Okay, well, you know what? Is- Grandma's not listening to her fucking daughter, okay? She's gonna do what she wants. She's a big girl. She obviously forgot that she, like, wasn't supposed to be doing stuff like that, I think. Yeah, well, stro- stro- but, stroke yeah, brain. They, stroke brain. They do. They never do talk about the water. Like, the water, all of a sudden, like, I don't know if they shut their water off or something, but the water stops coming out of, like, the pipes in their house. And then one day it just, like, pops out like nothing happened. And they never go, like, was that prayer or did they start paying their bills? Like... What happened? Where did the water come from? Well, he remember he tapped the. It was like there was like it was like city water. It was like a little sign on the ground said city water, and then he like tapped it with a hose, and then like it was kind of ominous though. Like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. But they never went back to it. Yeah, but like even though he tapped it, he didn't run the hose into his house and like fill his pipes with it. He at the beginning of the movie he said, you know, we pay for our house water and we take the water for the farm from the land. And so he ended up going against himself when he took from the town water to 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 use on his crops. But they never talked about it ever again. They never talked about a, a monetary constraint or anything like that. They agreed they were going to get divorced, and then like the the barn burned down, and I guess they decided not to. All of a sudden, the wife was in on it. She had a rock at the end. Those are the little things that, that really didn't get tied up. By the way, they didn't plant Minari in the farm. The grandmother planted Minari, and um, that's how the little boy... I, I don't really know what his arc fully was, but he gets... His heart murmur gets a little better, and he learns to love his grandma, and... It's not like... It's not like the, his arc was that his mind needed to be open to living in Arkansas, because he was perfectly fine living in Arkansas. He enjoyed it, and he's a child, and... He liked being in the woods and stuff. Um, but the Minari comes back at the end when the son, or the son, the Stephen Yoon, the son-in-law, and David go back to grab some. And he's like, Grandma picked a good spot, huh? But we don't know if she's dead. There's no reason to think she's dead. It's very bizarre. Did you have any other favorite parts, Brianna? <laughs> <laughs> Despite all your plot holes, you still gave it a 44. Interesting. Um my favorite part was the relationship between the grandma and David. I thought it was really funny, and I think it was interesting, the dynamic that she was like a traditional, well, she was like mostly traditional Korean, like, grandma, and David was like this little Americanized version of this little 
brat. And um, they kind of grow and learn to like each other and share each other's like interests. And that was one of my favorite parts. Would you want a grandma like her? All she did was watch res- mm. watch wrestling and drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> she, no, like David said, she doesn't. No, she doesn't bake. She like swears. Her. Yeah, David was like, you're such a bad grandma. You're not even a real grandma. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, God. we cannot forget to mention that the that David pees in a cup and makes her drink it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Grandma fucking takes it like a champ. She really does. And she she's she's the one that's like, because uh, Stephen Yoon's like, I'm going to beat you with a stick. And then she's like, no, don't. Don't beat him with a stick. That's I'll I'll be a better grandma. And she was like, whatever. Like I've drank a little pee before. It's fine. It's fine. And then later in the movie, like David references, he's like, "Hey, grandma had that pee taste." <laughs> yeah, <he did. laughs> grandma partied back in the day. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! Like she she loved wrestling and she definitely hacked butts. We didn't see her hacking butts, but she definitely loved Korean Korean booze. I bet and uh, getting <laughs> hopped up on cot maybe. Um. <laughs> Do you have any more favorite parts before I get into least favorite parts? No, no. No. Least favorite parts, Brianna. Let's talk about the no faith have an ass wife. What do you mean? Steven Yoon's wife had no faith in him. I did not like her. She was a little icy. You know, she had, she was like, she like the moment they got there, she was like, this is stupid. I don't want to be here. You fucking lied to me. Like, fuck you. We can go to California and, chi- and chicken sex the whole time. I understand where she's coming from because I'm sure the way that Steven Yoon's character got her out of Korea was like, we're going to go to America and we're going to have a better life. And she was like, okay, that sounds good. And he probably gave her like the rundown. He was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this and this and this and this. And then they moved to like California or Seattle or wherever the West Coast and they were chicken sexers and they were making good money. And like she was... Probably like, yeah, this is great. This is good. We're in America. We're making money. Our kids are happy. And we're looking at little baby chickens' penises. And it's great. But then Stephen Ewan, Stephen Ewan was like, let's move to Oklahoma because they have really good dirt. <laughs> and she was like, you're dirt to me. Like, what are you talking about? Well, it sounded like and then, Stephen Ewan didn't tell her about the dirt until they got there. But it sounded like... Even though they had to work really hard to make the money in order to provide for their family on the West Coast as chicken sexers, she was okay with that because they were making money to support their family. And they probably lived in a city with Korean population and she had friends. Yeah, and they probably lived around like Koreans and like there was Korean anchovies and they had the gochujang and stuff so they were probably really excited about it and then she was like why then you know steven yoon probably sold her again on like we gotta go to oklahoma they have this fucking grade a dirt there and you're gonna love it we can huff it and it's gonna be magnificent and (laughs) our american dream's really gonna prosper and she was like okay sure let's go fucking do lines of this dirt and then she realized how hard it was, and she was like, remember when we were making all that money looking at baby vaginas or baby chicks' <laughs> vaginas? Like, why don't we go back to that? And so I think she was just, you know, she felt a little bamboozled every single time she would go somewhere with Stephen Yoon. Also, not for nothing, though, she specifically, they they had to leave California because she wasn't good enough at being a chicken sexer. Yeah, they were like, when Stephen Yoon started looking at those little chicken's dicks... 
everyone was like, damn, look at him. Look at those dicks. He's so good at it. And she was like, I suck at it. <laughs> I have to squint to see them. I have a hard time moving the fur yeah, away. And Steven Yoon's over there just like, bam, bam, dick, penis, dick, penis. He's just like vagina, fucking vagina. <laughs> Dicks and penis are the same thing. Yeah, but, well, no, I'm saying dick, penis, just, vagina, dick, he penis, was flinging, vagina. No, sometimes, like, a, a dick <laughs> is, like, a girthier penis. It's, like, a girthier chicken penis. <laughs> he was fucking flinging chicks left and right. He was like, yeah, male, female, male, female. And it was just, and the little Korean lady that worked. <laughs> just flick, just <laughs> flicking them by the peens into their buckets but then oh but then little do we know martha or is that carol Did I just... <laughs> carol <It's Martha. laughs> the lady of the house Han. <laughs> ends up being a better chicken sexer than steven yoon's character and then steven yoon's character fucking drops a pallet of the ch- baby chicks on the ground it's like Oh my god! And then the Korean woman that already works there is like, "Yeah, we just gotta throw them out now." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> just gotta throw. It. They were like, "Well, just you dropped the chicken. If if you bruised some of them, you're gonna have to throw them out." Like that was like twelve chicks. So you just gonna toss them in the dumpster? What the fuck? They weren't even dead or like anything. They were just kind of like maybe like banged up a little bit. Like what? Like what do you people? They just fell on their heads. They're fine. They're like cats. They land on their feet. Yeah, I wish there was more finality. I wish there was more going on at the chicken sexing place, too. Uh, like, I wish there was, like, a... Like, the ending, there was no, like, ending. I guess that that's an artistic choice, you know what I mean? So if there's specifically no ending for a reason, that's fine, but... Uh, the, it, it was just a lot different from a lot of the movies that we watched this year um, that had finality to it. But I will say that it's still the most lighthearted movie that I feel like we've seen. Fair enough, Brianna? What was more lighthearted than this? Can you think of anything? I can't really think of any of the movies we've seen. I'm thinking Uncle Frank would probably be the, the closest to that. Yeah, but Uncle Frank, it took a really dark path to get there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The See, the Minari's the opposite. Minari's like awesome, like lighthearted, beautiful, lighthearted, beautiful, and then it's kind of like, oh, it gets a little dark there at the end. And then the ending is kind of like lighthearted, Minari in the woods. Yeah. I thought Nomadland was kind of like lighthearted enough. Yeah, Minari, no, light, Nomadland was dark, man. Like the like the what? death of Skanky, Stanky. Okay, yeah, but she had like she had cancer. Like that happened. Sorry, some people don't make it. But it wasn't like she just like drove off into the sunset. Like I don't know the Thelma and Louise movie. She, you know, she was ready. Yeah, but that's not death. Is not happy. There was no death in this movie. At least that's the, mm. you know that's 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 where I draw the line. The movie ends with uh, the sound of crickets. Like the very end of the movie is just crickets, and I thought that was really soothing and and nice, and I really liked that. The scenery in this is is fantastic. Rural Oklahoma, baby. Get some. They did live an hour away from the uh, hospital, though. You have any other f- least favorite parts, Brianna, before we move on? No, I mean, I get that that's another reason why the wife was so salty. She was like, oh, yeah, you're going to move us to Oklahoma for this grade A dirt. And then all of a sudden, we're an hour away from a hospital and your son has a hole in his heart and he can't do anything fun. Sick, yeah. That makes a lot of sense, Stephen Yoon. But the it, it did heal him in the end. The the ruralness but of yeah. Arkansas healed his his brittle heart and bones. My mom always said, "Fresh air will do you good." Fresh air do you good, son. 
Go out there and get it. She actually says the sun. The sunlight does that. You know, in re- in real life, some 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 man in Arkansas would have been like, "You go get your little Chinese heart out there and play some football." I'm like, uh, I'm Korean. It'd be like, "Yep, yep, same thing." I don't even think they did that. They were like, they were super rural out there. They didn't have enough money for pigskin. <laughs> <laughs> they played with the old potatoes that came off the bush. <laughs> All right, that's the Minari. Uh, that's the Minari review. Everybody, go go watch it. it. It's it's good film. It's a good film. It deserved its best foreign film award. That's for sure. Headlines. Extra, extra. Read all about it. It's not headlines. I mean, it, it is kind of headlines because the Golden Globes happened <laughs> last night. So this is this is the news. Brianna, uh, I think they did a good job. By they, I mean the people that produced the. Golden Globes and Tina Fey and Amy Poehler themselves. It was way better than the Emmys. How do you even know what the Golden Globes looked like? All you were talking about was Amy Poehler and how hot oh, she looked, and she, she did so look hot, hot, but that's like all you could mention. Well, her like her boobs were 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 like going crazy at one point. I was like, wait, what's going? on? She had like a different boob dress on every time she got up on stage. I was like, Amy Poehler. I okay. think she actually revealed, like, as the show continued, she got more and more, like, cleavage exposed. I, I, because when she first came out, she had, like, a high, like, neck. Yeah, and that's like, why oh, I didn't okay, see it Amy, coming. We're serious. I never saw it coming. <laughs> I was like, what's what's going on? I'm taken aback. I was also taken aback by the Borat wins. I didn't think that was going to happen. I didn't think the the foreign press had it in them. I really didn't. I'm I'm very surprised. Sasha Baron Cohen and Borat subsequent movie film one, which is which is awesome. Well deserved because it was the funniest comedy movie of the year. It's just mm-hmm. you know, Palm Springs was really good, really well written, but in terms of funny, Borat, hands down. Love Chadwick Boseman getting a much deserved win. And I wonder if this means that he's a shoe in for the Oscar, Brianna. Uh, I'll have to, I'll have to get back to you on that one, depending on what the nominations come out as. I think there's only five in the category, so I think that he's going to probably get a nomination, but he did, he did beat out some, some big dogs last night. I was really surprised by Andra Daly winning for Billie Holiday. Obviously, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, came out, I think, yeah. What did you just call it? Andra Daly. Andrew Day. Oh, my bad. So I was surprised by Andrew Day winning for Billie Holiday. I guess I should watch it before I say she doesn't deserve it. Obviously, I'm not going to say she doesn't deserve it. But her beating on Carrie Mulligan and, and Fran McDormand is impressive because they did a, they, they did a really good job. So Billie Holiday came out, I think, a couple days ago. So I'll, I'll check it out at some point, definitely before the Oscars, if she's going to be nominated for that, which I'm assuming she will if she won the Golden Globe for Best Dramatic there was a point in time where Jane Fonda came out and she grabbed this man's arm to walk down the stairs and he had this like full mask on Brianna. Do you remember that? He had a mask and a face shield. And like, I think maybe she, like she just forgot that, you know, we're not supposed to really touch each other. Well, he like went over to her and extended his arm out to like help her down. She was babbling like a, like a, I get like, she had a good point and she was like, we need to do this, and we need to do that. Foreign press needs to do better. More people of color and, and diversity and all that. All that good stuff that Jane Fonda would talk about. But uh, once again, just coming from Jane Fonda, it really doesn't mean much to me. I, I don't. Also, for me, like I agree with everything Jane Fonda is saying. And I, I'm, the, I'm the demographic watching the Golden Globes. Demographic being movie goers, um, people that enjoy movies, um, people that enjoy liberal arts. 
most people that like are like they're already aware of the situation. Yeah, like I I I, I don't want to sound ignorant, but if you only watch movies like Pacific Rim, then you probably don't give a shit about this kind of stuff, and you're probably not watching the Golden Globes and hearing Jane Fonda's message. That's that's kind of what I'm assuming. The people that aren't watching the Golden Globes are the people that should be hearing that message, and they're not watching the Golden Globes. I'm watching the Golden Globes, and I'm with you, Jane, but I don't know. I don't know what to say. At least Emily and Paris didn't win anything. That's the that's the prime takeaway from the night. I don't even know how it got nominated. Money? Netflix must have paid, man. Netflix must have paid, <laughs> paid, 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 paid. What was your what was your biggest flub? Well, I was reading that like that people were upset that like Bridgerton didn't get anything, and it was like I've never seen Bridgerton, and I've definitely never seen Emily in Paris. But I guess if everyone's talking about Bridgerton, how great it is, I'm surprised that Emily in Paris got like nominated and it didn't. I've heard mixed reviews on Bridgerton. I've heard that Bridgerton like sucks. honestly, it has to be better than Emily in Paris. I've heard basics like Bridgerton. I heard it's a basic ass show. Basic people love Emily in Paris too, and so uh, I don't understand true. like why. Emily in Paris got whatever. It's because she's white. It's because she's a white. Anyway, <laughs> she's a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> she's a white devil. Uh, <laughs> um, what are what are we talking about? My my yays. I have some yay moments. You want to talk about my yays? Yeah, I kind of ran through my list a little bit. Just give me your yays and nays or whatever you want to do. Just go give me your rundown. Yays and nays. Tiffany Haddish looked so fucking bomb. I'm sorry. That's I don't like I, all I, I could take away from her presenting. I didn't. I don't remember her uh, her presenting. She presented something and like she just ugh, she looked so good. I She's just I was staring at her and like ah. She's dragging. I know you were probably thinking about Amy Poehler. Anyway, Jamie Lee Curtis in her Golden Globes <laughs> looked great as well. Oh my god, I forgot about <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, dude. How old is Jamie Lee Curtis, and how are her boobs so perky? What was she using, like, like duct tape or something, I don't dude? Even... Like, my skin's not even that supple. How are they like, so I... perky? How are they so big? Oh my god, I, I know. I don't even remember her boobs being that big. I, 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 anyway, I, and you, when she was walking out, she I'm was ready doing for that, a True like, Lies reboot. She was doing that <laughs> strut, like she was doing like the boob walk, really. <laughs> like you could tell she had like a smirk on her face, like she's like, oh yeah, I'm coming out. <laughs> And it, and like you know, the crowd was like whoop whoop. They gave her some whoops, boob whoops. <laughs> she, and me and Brianna draws dropped. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. That's why Michael Myers is chasing her after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Myers likes what he saw. Yeah, he's like titties. <laughs> he doesn't talk, but if he was gonna say anything, he would say titties. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I liked. I do have some comments about the movies, by the way, but another thing I liked was when Pete Docter won for best animated movie, like literally everybody in his category knew he was going to win because almost everybody except for Pete Docter was wearing like a t-shirt. Pete Docter had like a full on, like, I don't know if he had pants on, but he had like a full upper tux on. And then other people in the category were just like there as if they were like zooming the rest of their family on Christmas. Did you, did you speaking of the Pete Doctor uh, acceptance? Did you did you see the dude he held up on his iPad? Yeah, why? I heard that dude in the iPad. I heard that he was told that he was nominated that morning, and I was like, "What? That doesn't make any sense." Like, how would you not know you're nominated? So, but then I was like, "Wait a minute, what if they?" What if they didn't like? What if Disney was like, "Hey, we need like a black guy to accept." Um, 
for soul too we can't just have like nerdy ass white pete doctor accepting for soul and they were like let's get who we need a black producer let's put his name next to pete doctors on the thing because how how else would you find out that you were nominated for a golden globe until the morning of that's sus okay if that's the case disney already has been in quite a bit of hot water for things like that mm-hmm. so i really don't think that they would have told the guy the day before and then obviously people would have found out that he found out the day before, so I feel like that would have just got them in more hot water. Yeah, that's true. I think you just you strung a conspiracy theory out of like that little detail. I just, I just, I just feel like uh, I'm assuming uh, many people of color were behind the making of the movie, putting a lot of themselves into the movie. So it makes complete sense that somebody in that realm would accept that award. But I feel like it was malicious on Disney's part. But yeah, it's a conspiracy theory. So what can I say? Well, you know, also, like, I don't know, I can't really remember, like, watching the Golden Globes in, like, its entirety, but I know for, like, the Oscars, at least, like, when you won Best Whatever, like, you try to bring up, like, everybody up on stage that was involved in the movie, so maybe, like, I don't know. No, that makes sense to me, but why would he only find out the morning of? Unless you were being used by your company. Maybe he was on Jared Leto's cult island. Maybe. Maybe he doesn't check his emails. Maybe he turned his phone off. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe Disney was using him for clout because Disney is whack. I think that's just you. You know I love to pull that card too, but I think that's just you. Okay. I just think... <laughs> anyway, back to my things. Disney's whack. Yeah, back to your things. <laughs> Disney's whack, yet you talk about The Mandalorian all the time. Anyway. And you're watching all the Marvel what movies, the but that's fine. Just keep, hel- just keep helping them out. Just keep helping them what out. It's fine. Anyway, back to, back to the Globies. Queen's Gambit. I really liked the Queen's Gambit. Oh, that was so good. I loved the Queen's Gambit. But oh. I don't know if it should have won all the awards it won. It won four Best TV Miniseries, one actress, right? I don't think it won actress. No, Anna Taylor-Joy won. I think it deserved one of those wins. Okay. But I don't know who was with me on this one, but I watched Normal People right when it came out. I binged the entire thing. I know it's only one season, so it's not that much if you're really, like, into binging. But I watched the whole thing from start to finish in, like, one night. And it is a phenomenal show. It has a lot of little penises, and it has a lot of boobies. But it's the same penis and boobies after a while. But the acting in it was outstanding. And they let my girl, Daisy something... (laughs) They just left her. They left her out in the dust. They nominated her, Daisy Edgar Jones, but then they left her. And I think that she should have got it. Okay. Oof. But again, that's just my opinion. She was nominated for Best Lead Actress in a Drama? Yes. Okay. But yeah, Normal People was robbed. Absolutely robbed. And if you've- The only thing it was nominated for? It was nominated for, I think, Best Drama, TV Drama. And then she got nominated for Best Actress in a TV Drama. And not even... They fucking left out the the boy main character. They didn't even nominate him. And he also did a fantastic job in his role. But whatever. I guess, you know, they don't care about Irish people. It's fine. Whatever. What won drama last night? The Crown? The Crown fucking won everything. I was confused. Like, what's it's like, hi, like, we weren't watching the BAFTAs. Like, what, why was everyone winning that wasn't American? 
I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound like that American, but I was a little bitter. <laughs> Mandalorian is a good show, man. You know, that should that deserved the win. Baby Yoda, that show made me cry. It's because fucking what's her face, Gina Carano. Gina, what's it? Yeah, is that, that's her name, Gina Carano. She fucking ruined it. She fucking ruined it. Oh, I saw I saw a meme today that I saved from a long time ago. I don't know why I saved it, but it it said uh it said in a world of oh shit. It said like in a world of Taylor Swift's be a Gina Carano. And I saw it today while I was scrolling through my phone, I was like, "Ooh, that age like milk." That's that's, that's, <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> um yeah, so Gold Globes last night trash. Golden Globes are a joke. Me and Brianna agreed that the Emmys and the Oscars are on the same plane, and then the Golden Globes are on a different level below them, right? Yeah, but even the Emmys, like, sometimes, like, a lot of the same things win the Emmys, and, like, sure, if it's a great show, it's a great show, but, like, I don't think they need to, we don't need to see sweeps in the Emmys, like, no no show should be sweeping the entire thing. Like, Shit's Creek? Shit's Creek swept uh, the fucking comedy category this year. Yeah, like... I've never seen Schitt's Creek. I just don't think it's my cup of tea. But I, I'm considering that it's a obviously great show. But is it that great that no other thing on TV was as funny? You know, I'm not up to season six yet, so I can't say. But I'm hoping that's the case. I've heard a lot of people say it's a really good show. Did you have any other snubs last night or or loves? I think Maria Bakalava got snubbed. But... Maria Bakalava got snubbed. Oh my god, that's what I, I want to hear. Why, Roseman Pike? Why, why? How did you feel oh, about you, that movie? Oh, I, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So Maria Bakalava, Bakalava lost to Bakalova, Rosie Pike. Ro- lost to Rosie Pike, and I watched one of the movies I watched last week was I Care a Lot. And yes, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It had everything that you like in a movie. It had some lesbian kissing and a lot of blood. (laughs) But I don't think Rosie Pike's performance was that good to win a Golden Globe. For comedy, actress. This was comedy. For comedy. Was she funny? Now, Rosie Pike, Rosie Pike is a great actress. Was she funny in the movie? There's, she's not really, like, there are funny moments, but she isn't saying anything funny. Like, she's not funny like David from Minari. She's not funny like Maria Bakalava in fucking Borat. No, 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 no. And that's why I was a little upset about it. Like, I thought I Care A Lot was a great movie. Everyone should go see it. But she didn't outperform Maria Bakalava. You couldn't tell me that Rosie Pike could go into a room with Rudy Giuliani and do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I think she even said so in her speech. Yeah, and I was just like, oh. So you liked the movie, but you didn't think that she she was that great? Like, what didn't you like about the movie? It's not that I didn't like the movie. I just didn't think that she outperformed Maria Bakalava in Borat, too. I I saw that on Netflix the other day. I want to watch it. Peter Dinklage is in it. He's so funny. Oh, okay. yeah, I love Peter Dinklage. He is a very funny look, a look, But that's my my thoughts. That's my last snub, and I took it really hard. Well, I'm sorry about that. What else did you watch this week besides uh, I Care a Lot? Well, I went on a little Golden Globe uh, experience. I watched I Care a Lot. I watched Palm Springs, and I watched a lovely movie that was not nominated by any Hollywood foreign press. <laughs> 
and it's called The Binge. <laughs> oh, what is The Binge? And how did you like Palm Springs first? I liked Palm Springs. It was good, right? Enjoyable um, movie. I could see, yeah, I could see why it didn't win the Golden Globe, but it was like a cute little movie, and I liked how it how it ended, and I liked everyone in it, but yeah, I could see where it was just like, yeah, okay, yeah, it wasn't Golden Globe worthy. I can see why it was nominated, but didn't win. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. Nice. I dig. What's What's the binge? So the binge itself is an interesting concept, and I wish they um took it a little further but eh, they kind of made it like a stupid bro movie vince vaughn's in it and he does a great job and i read after i've watched the movie that he actually ad-libbed improv yeah yeah (laughs) improvised (laughs) improvised his lines (laughs) adverbs you better (laughs) Uh, yeah he had a lot of adjectives that he used um (laughs) My brain is, like, melted. I'm just looking at my bed like, I'll be with you in a second, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> is this a new movie? It's. A, I sent you the trailer when we used to do trailer talks, you know, when we were trying to accomplish things. Yeah. I sent you the trailer, and I don't think you ever watched it, but it came out, I think, in 2020, like, late 2020. But it's all based off of, like, The Purge. But instead of like going around killing people once a year, they uh, they've totally banned like all alcohol and like substances. And so once a year, they have twelve hours where people can drink and do like all the drugs they want without any like repercussions. And so the kids that are like turn eighteen are like, oh my gosh, like I can't wait to you know have my first drink or like smoke some pot for the first time and they're like oh but then vince vaughn plays like this principal and he's like i don't think anyone should binge because it's really bad for you and like you don't know what it's like when you're when you're trying to drink and you lose control and it's just um it's interesting but then that sounds terrible the concept is interesting but then they get into like the actual drinking and doing like the drugs and like realistically like you wouldn't be doing that many drugs and like still be alive that sounds awful that sounds like i'm glad i never watched that that sounds terrible brianna oh my god do you suggest people watch that did you did you enjoy that movie no no you well, did I mean, yeah <laughs> for like <laughs> no no i did not like it no <laughs> I mean, for the I was I was drinking a little bit. I was participating in the binge, and for what it was, I thought it was like a had like a little bit of a chuckle. But I don't think if you don't want to see it, then you shouldn't have to see it. But if you're you know, you want to see Vince Vaughn again on screen, then go for it. Yeah, I'm good. I watched <laughs> I watched New Mutants this week. Did I talk about that last week? Did I tell you about this yet? Did I watch New Mutants? You told me you watched it as if that's any better than the movie I just told you about. But... Oh no, it was ter- it was way worse than that movie. I guarantee it was way worse than the binge. Go watch the binge before you watch New Mutants. Holy crap, that was it was god awful. Probably the worst quote unquote superhero movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It's just a YA novel, um, so you should just skip that completely. I did an X Men watch. I believe I was talking about that. I finished the X Men watch. Um. Finished with, off with Logan, which is an amazing film. Um, all the X-Men's are good enough. Some of them obviously better than others. Skip New Mutants. Don't have to see it ever. Maisie Williams had a lesbian relationship in it. That was like like a teen lesbian relationship that... 
I don't, it, it doesn't really matter if it was lesbians. Like, it could have just been, like, a heterosexual teen relationship, and I would have just, I would have been just as uncomfortable. Um, but it, <laughs> it, it was, like, it was weird, and it didn't really need to be in the movie. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, I also watched the entire series, Last Man on Earth, and you should definitely go watch that. It's on Hulu. Super enjoyable. Four seasons. It did not get a proper finale, but the ride is so great. Will Forte is a comic genius, and the writing is fantastic. I think I started to watch that when it was actually on TV, but I think they moved the day that it was on, and then I like couldn't keep track of it. See, they do that shit all the time, and then they lose fans, and then people, get, and then they're like, "Oh, we gotta cancel it without a proper finale." Like this is the bullshit that that goes on all the time. Can't move time slots and days, and expect people to continue to follow, especially in the year two thousand fifteen. When it came out, like that's that's tough. That's tough uh, without yeah. without the, the streaming next day and all that. That's the Golden Globe review. That's the Minari review. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. That's the review of the binge. <laughs> Go see it. Ew, ew. We're never gonna watch that ever. <laughs> never watch a Vince Vaughn movie in my life ever again, probably. Uh, but next we will be watching Eddie Murphy movies. Next week is coming to America, the sequel to the original. Starring Edward Murphy. I wonder if his real name is Edward. I actually don't know. Uh, thank you so much for listening, though, everybody. We really appreciate it. We love you. Shout out Klamath Falls, as always. Shout out Fayetteville. Um, shout out Mentor. There's there's some towns out there that always listen to us. And shout out you. You're the best. That's really cool. I wish I could get a shout out, but you simply have not given me the password to find out any of our demographics but that's fine it's just been a month i've been waiting for it a month and this is when the music kicks in and i just go whatever brianna sweetie it's fine you're doing great yeah no problem hit us up on twitter discord instagram we love you see you next week brianna say goodbye bye peace thank you bye beans